Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast Monday Morning Moments, the week of Thanksgiving with your host, John O'Leary, as this week ushers us toward my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. I've been thinking a lot about what I wanted to say to try to help reduce some stress, some divisiveness, some anger, and some general exhaustion that so many of us right now are feeling. It's been a profoundly difficult year on so many fronts. The need to slow down, to count our blessings, and to come together, not only as a family around a Thanksgiving meal, but as a nation, as a global marketplace. Man, it's, it's critical. It's critical. So given a chance, what would I say that I wanted to say to the Democratic Party? Or conversely, for those of you wondering, well, John, what about the Republicans? Fine. What would I say right now to the Republicans? What needs to be said right now to Biden or to Harris or to Trump and to Pence? What would I say to the organizers and the protesters who stand with Black Lives Matters or those who counter that all lives matter? What would I say to people who look or act or vote differently than I do and How will I respond this Thanksgiving week to those who feel differently than I do about important topics? Perhaps most importantly, though, what would you say? What would you say to the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, to Biden and Harris or Trump and Pence, to Black Lives Matters or to All Lives Matter, to those who act and vote and look and worship differently than you do or feel differently about topics than you do right now? What would you say to them? What would you say? What needs to be said? Well, my friends, let's take a page from the book of Julia Jackson. Two days after her son, Jacob Blake, that's a name you probably recognize, after Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times by a police officer, Julia Jackson had such an opportunity. She is the mother of Jacob Blake and at a press conference attended by media outlets from around the country and around the world with hundreds of emotional spectators and protesters gathered in the audience, while her son was being treated at an area hospital, paralyzed and in critical condition, she spoke to a nation that is on edge. My friends, this is not a conversation right now about what led to the shooting in Kenosha. I'm not going there right now. It's not a conversation about the facts that his kids were in the back of the car that he was entering back into. This is not gonna be a conversation about what Jacob Blake did or what he was doing at that location or how the police officer responded, or how he could have reacted differently. That's not what this is about. No, this is about Julia. And this is about the words that she chose to speak into a divided country in a time of crisis. Not only a crisis for the country, but a crisis for her as a mother. And I believe it is something that we need to hear clearly. It needs to be spoken loudly and understood by each of us right now. You see, Miss Jackson walked determinedly to the microphone. She looked as if she couldn't quite catch her breath, and she even looked like she might be too emotional to speak when she first got up there. Then she looked out of the crowd, and for more than 20 seconds, 20 seconds, it's a long time, she just looked at the massive gathering of television trucks and police officers and protesters community members and family members and dozens and dozens and dozens of cameras staring back at her. She then whispered very softly, very slowly these words, my son, 
has been fighting for his life. She paused again, seeking the right words. Another 20 seconds passed before she adds, and we really just need prayers. After keeping vigil with her son, Miss Jackson had not slept in two days. You could see in this moment all of the emotions she'd been dealing with as a mother, as a black woman, as a citizen begin to flow through her and fuel her conviction to make a point that needed to be made. She looks around at the crowd, then directly into the cameras and shared a message Kenosha, Wisconsin needed to be reminded of in the midst of an unfolding tragedy without any notes, without once looking down and very calmly looking up from the depth of her heart. She shared passionately this message with us today. I think it's something we need to hear right now. Here it is. She said, as I was riding through here, through the city, I noticed a lot of damage that does not reflect my son or my family. If Jacob knew what was going on, as far as that goes, the violence and the destruction, he would be very unpleased indeed. So I'm really asking and encouraging everyone in Wisconsin and abroad to take a moment and examine your hearts. Citizens, police officers, firemen, clergy, politicians, do Jacob justice on this level and examine your hearts. We need healing. As I pray for my son's healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I also have been praying even before this for the healing of our country. God has placed each and every one of us in this country because he wanted us to be here. Clearly, you can see by now that I have beautiful brown skin. But take a look at your own hand. And whatever shade it is, it is beautiful as well. How dare we hate who we are? How dare we hate what we are? We are humans. God did not make one type of tree or flower or fish, or horse, or grass, or rock. How dare you ask him to make one type of human that looks just like you? I'm not talking just to Caucasian people. I'm talking to everyone. White, black, Japanese, Chinese, red, brown. No one is superior to the other. The only supreme being is God himself. Please, Let's begin to pray for healing for our nation. We are the United States. Have we been united? Do you understand what's going to happen when we fall? Because a house that is against each other cannot stand. To all those police officers, I am praying for you and your families. To all the citizens, my black and brown sisters and brothers, I am praying for you. I believe that you are intelligent beings just like the rest of us, everybody. Let's use our hearts. Let's use our love. Let's use our intelligence to work together to show the rest of the world how humans are supposed to treat each other. America is great when we behave greatly. Thank you. My friends, as we look at a most unusual holiday season approaching with 
rising COVID numbers, travel restrictions, forced isolation, and awkwardly social distant gatherings, many are wondering, how great is this place really? How great is our nation really? How great are our individual lives actually? I'm going to bring you back to something that Ms. Jackson said in her offering to the media, to the protesters, to the family members gathered around. Listen to this prayer to all those police officers. Remember, these are the people that just shot her son two days earlier. To all of those police officers, I'm praying for you and your families. To all of my citizens, my black and brown sisters and brothers, I'm praying for you. I believe that you are intelligent beings just like the rest of us, everybody. Let's use our hearts. Let's use our love. Let's use our intelligence to work together to show the rest of the world how humans are supposed to treat each other. And then she dropped the mic with this line. Please remember it. America is great when we behave greatly. Thank you. As Miss Jackson reminds us, the promise of being united, of being one, of being unencumbered and unembarrassed and wholly accepting of our diversity remains a dream and a dream worth pursuing. True greatness will never be realized as the result of a political slogan or a bumper sticker. What makes a country, and I mean any country, you guys know we got 75 that tune in from countries all around the world. What makes any country truly great is the manner in which they treat one another. And nothing, nothing at all speaks to that greatness more than how they treat the most marginalized among them. From a simple dinner hosted in 1621, celebrated between dramatically different people near Plymouth Rock. Through the very height of the Civil War in 1863, when Thanksgiving became a national holiday. Today, and then again this week, we take pause. We take pause. Not to call out what we don't have. That may be popular, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to pause and call out what we do not have. But we are going to recognize the profound blessings of all we do. Let's use this important season to come together and to rejoice in our gifts, in our challenges that we've endured, in the lessons that we have learned, and in the truth that in spite of our many mistakes and our many, many differences, that we are indeed better together, that we are made for greatness, and that our best days remain in front of us. Brothers and sisters, family and friends, enjoy your Thanksgiving week lower your voices, open your hearts, count your blessings, and live inspired. For this time, and until next time, my name is John O'Leary, and this is your day, my family. Live inspired.